0: Welcome to another episode of Miami Cop Talk. With me is my co-host and partner, Robert Asensio. I wanna welcome everyone that's listening. We are one voice, one community, one community, one voice. Uh, You wanna say hello to the folks, Robert? Hi, everyone. Don't forget to check us out on miamicoptalk.com and I'll turn it right back over to you, Roll. Excellent. We wanna thank our sponsors uh mainland marlins miami tactical new era alliances and share your heart for uh helping us to sponsor this show so as we get started robert we got some hot topics to mention in uh, today's episode you want to go ahead and uh break the ice um
1: you know so, so it's been in the news widely publicized uh created a lot of controversy throughout the country the george floyd Uh, the trial of Office Shelvin and um, currently it's being played out in the news. There are live streams all over the place. But there have been some really interesting developments for the uh, prosecution team. The the defense team is arguing that the the premise of um, clear, uh, convincing, uh, without doubt, the fact that you know, the officers killed George Floyd, or the officers caused actually killed him. Yeah, um, is in question. Let's talk about that because that's really important, and certainly that's gonna that's gonna play into the outcome of this trial. Uh, certainly, the, the the jurors have to be sitting down, scratching their heads. The defense has to be uh, working their strategies a little harder now, and certainly the the prosecution has to be looking at how do we. You know, make sure that there's proof beyond a reasonable doubt that they prove that Chauvin killed Floyd. So, um, very interesting times. Terrell, you were sharing some stuff off, offline. Why don't you really talk about that? Because I, I, I found what you what you were saying pretty to be pretty interesting.
0: Well, I uh, I tend to be a very pragmatic pragmatic individual, and um, you know, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and they're you know, you know, mentioning politics and whatnot. And I kept telling them, you know, the, the circumstances of this world can change, but my God doesn't. I'm a man of faith. And, and you know, and I try to go based on uh, what facts and the truth lead me uh, to believe. You know, I, I don't believe my lying eyes many a times. So when I look at what's going on with George Floyd, there's so much emotion in there. And, I, you know, and I understand the emotions. Emotions tend to be real for people. Uh, and we can spark emotions, you know, you walk into a birthday party and uh, emotions are, are very, ha- you know, you're, you're joyful It's a birthday party, you walk into a funeral, your emotions are different. So we can basically trigger our emotions. And there are people that are in the business of triggering people's emotions for specific outcomes and specific agendas. Now, I will tell you this, what's going on with George Floyd is uh, it's, it's a very sad thing for law enforcement as a whole. I think basically what we're looking at is another potential Freddie Gray, another potential uh, uh, Zimmerman kind of thing, where there may be a possibility that uh, the officer charged with murder may be acquitted. Uh, remember, we, we, we're in a, a situation where uh, it's you know, beyond a reasonable doubt. And there has been plenty of doubt uh, presented, and actually by the prosecution itself in, in, in cross uh, testimony, uh, across, uh, questioning by the, uh, the, the defense, you know, that he ate too much, too many drugs or this, that, the other. So I think maybe the fact that, he, that the officer was charged with murder, um, it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be now a, a difficult well, thing.
1: Let's, to... let's talk about what you were saying and, and what's been coming out about the, the, the doubt, what has created the doubt. Because this in itself, you're talking about emotions, man. Just by us saying that the officer may not be tar- uh, convicted of murder is pretty emotional for those people. that oh, absolutely. It. And look, by no stretch of the imagination, I think, speak for you, Raul, we want to make it very clear. The officer's actions, multiple officer's actions, all the officers there, were wrong. That is Correct. just wrong. And, and it can be construed as criminal. But what is the appropriate charge for Correct. what they actually Correct. did is Correct. really in question here. And, and but you made some very, very valid points. I mean, you've been following the trial. You, you, you know, you yourself have tried and I mean, built cases, right, taken to the prosecution, worked and helping them be tried. Um, you know, talk about that role. i'll I'll tell you
0: the the fact is that uh you have the court of public opinion and you have the court of law two totally different things uh in the court of public opinion uh this officer uh chauvin i believe his name is he's guilty in the court of public opinion and and depending on where you stand in 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 your public opinion uh you know you 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 think that the offer you know and and i think for most people. Uh, overall, they believe that the officers are acting appropriately. As a matter of fact, I can remember specifically when this happened, and I was talking to my wife last night, when this incident occurred, and I saw the video, and it was on the news, I would say to my wife, what is that guy doing? Why is he still on him? Why does he have his knee on the guy? Is, you know, Why is he still doing this? Um, it just looked horrible. And, and I want to tell everyone out there and the listeners, police work Um, doesn't look good sometimes it just doesn't look uh, nice it is not a clean business sometimes when you're trying to have someone comply that's resisting um, that is uh, being aggressive Uh, and those key words aggressive resistance uh, George Floyd at one point was not resisting and was not being aggressive so the minute that aggression you got to de-escalate and I you know when you look at that from a, from a trained perspective, from a, a law enforcement perspective, you know, you got to deescalate once the guy surrenders, once the guy stops being aggressive, once the guy's not uh, resisting, you got to deescalate. And I, you know, it just didn't look right. And that was totally uh, inappropriate. Now, did he murder George Floyd? You know what? Um, that is something that I believe You know, some of the medical reports, uh, the autopsy, um, and now some of the testimony is bringing severe doubt into whether uh, the officer caused the, uh, George Floyd's death. I know I read a CNN reporter yesterday saying, well, I don't care if George, Ro- George Floyd um, ate too many drugs or did this or did that. You know, why didn't the officer do this and the other? And valid points. Why didn't the officer, you know, take his knee off him? Why did the officer not immediately start uh, addressing the fact that uh, George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe. Um, you know, why didn't he address what the subject's uh, concerns were? Uh, you know, I've arrested many people throughout my career in law enforcement and the minute somebody told me they were having some kind of medical distress and I took that seriously. Um, so the fact that the officer may have been negligent in not following policies, procedures and guidelines, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that he killed him. Uh, but it does mean that he may have not followed policy, procedures and guidelines, but, the, but he was charged with murder. Did he murder him? And that's what we're looking at now in the trial. And to my concern would be that, let's say, I don't know what's going to happen. But when you bring reasonable doubt into a courtroom, uh, our system of justice means you cannot convict. So there has been. Well, let's
1: talk about those those those, those instances of doubt, right? Those, those facts of doubt that have been introduced. Um, this morning, I was watching the news and I was watching the recap of, of so far what's occurred in the trial, and there's now been brought to light that there were some pills that were in, in the backseat of the vehicle that, that, that George Floyd was seen. you know, the, the way the whole incident occurred, the vehicle that was used, there were was, was, there was some pills there. They had DNA uh, of George Floyd on it. Um, and now they're saying that the drugs in, in George Floyd's system, the toxicology report shows that they have been, and George Floyd's, uh, prior medical history played contributing part in his death. Um, did the officer, the question is, did the officers cause George Floyd's death? Did Correct. The, the Chauvin's kneeling on, the, on, 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 on Floyd, was that the, the reason why he died? And I think to convict and murder, you have to show convincing. Beyond, as, beyond, beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt. doubt. That's where right now we're looking at a trial that there's been some doubt, but, but do you have anything else? Because I, I, this, is, this is fascinating to me. Do we have another case where, remember O.J. Simpson, the criticism of O.J. Simpson's trial? Now, I'm not a prosecutor, nor have I ever been a prosecutor, but the criticism post-trial was that the prosecution case was not built as strong as it could have been, and therefore, you know, the, the defendant walks. Right, correct, and then you correct. have Johnny Cochran on the other side. Remember, may he rest his, may he rest in peace, with the glove, the famous glove. He, correct, where the the prosecution was using the glove as, as evidence, and then they brought Simpson in, and they had him try the glove, and it did not fit.
0: Correct, yeah. The, the people need to realize that if, you know, and it's a it's a tough job for the prosecution. Um, that's why when they charge uh, a defendant. The charge has got to be proven. Um, sometimes uh, people say, "Well, why didn't they charge them with this, which is uh, a greater crime?" And, and that's because that greater crime is harder to prove. Um, could they have charged uh, this officer in George Floyd with you know a lesser crime than 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 murder? You know, I don't know, culpable negligence or you know who knows. But I think what happens is that you know in many cases. Um, there is a community outcry that's trying to be satisfied, and um, it brings me to this recent incident that we had here in, in, in Miami. Uh, the lady was trying to be; that she was being evicted. Uh, it, that that specific incident reminded me somewhat of the Brianna Taylor case. Uh, the Brianna Taylor case; they went to serve a warrant. Uh, they 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 went ahead and and in the process of serving the warrant, someone from inside the resident. Fired at the officers, the officers returned fire, and they killed Brianna Taylor. That created it was a, a... big
1: difference, though, with, between cases. Uh, you know that and Brianna Taylor. They were at the wrong house. In this well, case, that well, occurred last night or yesterday. Correct. They were at the right wrong house, the... and the lady correct. was shot at the officers as they were trained to make entry because they had already visited her a number of times. And thank God the officers were in uh, Kevlar because I believe that that's what. Correct. save the officers the correct. shield that they were apparently this lady had a history of violence but but yeah man well, at the end of the day at the end of the day.
0: yeah but what i'm saying you're absolutely right fired on yeah correct that's the point i'm getting right house wrong house. Uh, that's not the the, the 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 issue that i'm bringing up the issue i'm bringing up uh, officers out of resident they are fired upon from inside they return fire they kill somebody inside. Um, you know that when you look at the elements of those. Specifics: What happened to the officers in the Brianna Taylor case? They were not charged, acquitted, whatever. You know, and I believe the the, the Attorney General of the state didn't charge them. Um, one of them got fired for uh, for policy. Uh, as they fired. should, yeah, correct, oh, correct, as correct, they should. correct. As correct. They should. Uh, but there was no murder charge in the Brianna Taylor case. Like there won't be a murder charge in the case here in Florida. You know, police officers get to your house and they may be at the wrong house. If you're shooting at them from inside the house, I can almost 100 percent guarantee you they're going to return fire. So it's
1: interesting. It's interesting, Raul, because in the case yesterday, I mean, clearly justifiable homicide. Right. Um, and, And the law allows for that.
0: Correct. But, you know, you, you brought up a very good point, just a But there are a lot of people on social media. And again, we have the platforms. Everyone's a Monday morning quarterback that are saying, well, she was acting in self-defense. Uh, she was standing her ground. Uh, you know, Homestead, you know, she was in her. She was in the home. She was being evicted. Uh, you know, she, But the fact I'm that, that every, a problem. Here's yeah. a problem. No, it breaks my heart. You know, there's a loss of life here, you know, and my heart goes out to the family that, that she's somebody's daughter, maybe somebody's wife, sister. What, huh? It's a horrible situation when life is lost. But you, when you start arguing based on emotions, let me make it perfectly clear for all our listeners, the law has no emotions. People do. And what happens is when people try to infuse their emotions into law, it doesn't work that way. The law has no emotions. People do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that brings us to the point of what we're discussing here.
1: We're talking about, you know, facts versus emotions, Correct. facts versus beliefs, facts versus rumors, facts, versus non-facts. Um, you know, going back to the shooting on Brickle, man, it's tragic because my understanding is that now it's surfacing that the lady came in uh, for a party. Can you imagine being the owner of that apartment and having a guest come in to, to, for a party and never leave? A year later, you're still trying to get people evicted. And then because of the
0: moratorium, look, I believe in protecting people. You know, we definitely need to protect people. Well, Robert, own. Robert, come on. You're Puerto Rican. I'm Cuban. My, my wife's Puerto well, Rican. What does we, Puerto Rican have to hey, do with this? Hey, we've had plenty of people show up at our house for parties that don't want to leave. You know, so <laughs> my family. But that's not <laughs> the case here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to leave. The party's over, man. When the party's over, you got to leave. Can you uh, imagine having a stranger, a
1: lady in your house that, heck, she not only moved in,
0: she moved in her pets yeah, and well, then had the COVID hit and you can't get rid of the lady hey listen we don't you you know we we, we try to limit we try to limit the level of controversy in our in our uh in our program here in miami cop talk but if you want to start talking about you know people coming into your home and you know and and and, you know staying beyond their welcome or people that are not welcome coming into your home that 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 may take us into immigration and we don't want to go there we just don't want to go there. Well, we, you know?
1: we definitely need to do a show on immigration <laughs> because our brothers and sisters behind the badge are, yeah, are, are protecting yeah. the laws of this country. And we and we definitely need. Look, we do know that, one fact: the laws of this country need to be changed. And I guess that's that's the constant fight, right? That's that's the right. money battle that we see in the politics and the rhetoric and
0: Correct. you know those that's
1: people right. are pushing buttons. That's
0: exactly the 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 those, are, those are the ones that are the politicians, and you were one at one time. Yeah, those are the ones that have don't to. They got their their finger on the trigger, you know, and they know That's what why
1: the- I'm saying it, hey. And I, I make no bones about it. I seek to, to influence legislation that will benefit our police officers. As matter of fact, Correct. let's talk about the Marcy's Law, the police officers being covered under Marcy's Law. Right. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. You know, So so whether it was officers that had been on the street, fired upon, or, you know, somehow the victim of aggression that forced them to shoot. Or the, the incident that occurred, played out in the news yesterday, day before yesterday on Berkeley, where they go in to infect a person, the officers come under fire, the officers are, are lawfully at the place where they should be doing, where they should be at. They're lawfully executing their duties. Bam, they're shot at. In the past, those officers return fire, the one officer, two officers, whoever it is that kills a person, right? Um, again, justified homicide. Under all laws, Florida chapter, what is Florida State Statute 119, uh, the officer's information, public records release is released, no protection. So in Leon County, no, sorry, Jackson, there was an officer that was involved in the shooting, he had to take out a subject, killed him, and then the issue was that the officer's information was plastered all over the place, right? But is the officer a victim? I would say yeah. If the officer shot at, and to shoot back. The officers, right. Just because you're an instrument of the law does not mean that you're not a victim, right? And then we go back to your Fourth Amendment, right? So, unreasonable search and seizure, releasing of your name, releasing of your information. Um, do you have rights? Do you have rights to protect your identity? Because once your information is out there, we know, roll. How, how many people have you had stalking you? Or Following you, come on, come on, come on. You can say it now. Come on, you're out of the job. Come on.
0: Well, uh, well, I'm not like you. I, <laughs> I know that, you, that you, you you left law enforcement. You became a politician. I know you're in a bunker somewhere, that, uh, undisclosed, and um, and the women and the women are after you all over the place. You know they. Uh, they Boy, they, you what know. a pivot! What a pivot! This guy's <laughs> yeah. a professional in the making. Did you yeah. catch that? This guy yeah. just pivoted. it. But, yeah. Hey, I You're right. Man. Listen, I I believe. Uh, and there's statute already protecting, uh, you know, first responders, law enforcement, whatnot, on on, you know, confidentiality, you know, and, and there's a disdain, a huge disdain by a certain segment of our population against police and whatnot. Uh, so, do, so, do that. Yeah, well, yeah. So, do do you want our officers uh, to be a subject to the doxing, the, the people showing up at their homes, and and. Listen, we just had an incident in Brooklyn we were talking about. If you start showing up at officers' homes and creating havoc because you hate the police, some of what we've seen up in the in the, in the northwest of our country, up in Portland, Seattle, and Antifa, and so on and so forth, I, I can guarantee you there's going to be some gunfights. But the fact of the matter is uh, we need to try to protect those that are protecting us um, from unjustly being persecuted by radical lunatics in our society. Uh, I will say this. Uh, we don't tend to talk about it. I have friends in the medical profession. You know, the third leading cause of death in this country are medical mistakes. Uh, imagine if we start plastering the n- names, address, and, and information of doctors, nurses, and do, you know, hospital administrators that are, uh, you know, tech, you know, technically the, 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 the individuals re, you know, involved in all these deaths. Can you imagine? So at some point in time, we need to have some rational thinking in, in our society, some common sense, which I, I try to you, know, uh, you know, live my life by common sense principles. And I don't know why we call it common, because it doesn't tend to be very common among the, most people. But common sense practices are uh, something that we should look at and uh, best practices but the fact of the matter is there are a lot of emotions that are being triggered by agendas and so on and so forth. And, and I will applaud those politicians that are doing the right thing. Um, at, at state capitals in, in DC. Um, but as you all know, there's a lot of you know money and influence involved in politics. And sometimes uh, decisions are made that don't make a lot of common sense. And, and that puts officers in jeopardy. So, so at the end of the day, we come back to
1: Marcy's law. So under Marcy's law, uh, the officers, actually, the again, a, an officer in, in Jacksonville, um, his information was released. Uh, he, through the, I believe it was a PBA, um, filed a complaint, they, and they believed that that the officer's name should have been protected. It, the lower court ruled that it was not protected. That the officer's identity was not protected from public uh, disclosure. It went to an appeals court, First uh, District Court of Appeals in North Florida, I believe in Leon County, has just ruled, this is breaking, that the officers now have coverage under Marcy's Law when they're victims and they're forced to act. Um, And I I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, I want to take something real real quick here, and I know we're running out of time. We we have to wrap up the show here, but you just mentioned uh, Antifa. You know, there's no There's no proof that that it actually is an organized uh, entity. right? So so that is something that it doesn't matter whether it's a so-called mythical Antifa or it's actually QAnon or it's whomever. The point is that our officers, the officers, the first responders, all first responders, public servants as a whole are being scapegoated and they're being attacked. And we wanna make sure that we put the facts where they need to be, brother. You and I may not agree on a, on, a, on some issues, but at the end of the day, I know we agree on this. Law enforcement is a noble job. Law enforcement, law enforcement, first responder work. It's not just first responder dispatchers. You know, a, a firefighters, medical services. They are heroes. They do what others will not do. They go after those that that attack us, that commit crimes.
0: Well, and, sometimes and,
1: they make mistakes.
0: Yeah. Well, no, not we Recent politics are showing, you know, how much we value our law enforcement because uh, just last summer and and with the uh, BLM and, and and a lot of uh, issues out there the defund the police became a rhetoric out there that people were chanting on every street corner. Even some of our highest politicians were uh, considering defunding police and, and you know, you know are, are reallocating funds in one way or another. But the fact of the matter is now that they're suffering the consequences you know, people retiring, I retired last year, people uh, leaving law enforcement, people not wanting to go into that profession, they're starting to re- realize what, what the uh, you know, consequences of that rhetoric was. So when you look at a place like, you know, Minneapolis, going back to a full circle of the George Floyd situation, they, uh, they're they not going to fund and they need another 200 officers and they're going to start paying. So they went full so- circle from. Them. Taking money away and, and officers leaving to now pumping tons of money. The mayor of Atlanta just said she wants to hire an additional 200 officers. Now, one of the things that you and I have always talked about: listen, training, 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 policy, mm-hmm. procedures, training. Uh, you know, we've talked about this offline. You know, uh, there's a lot of technology out there, uh, artificial intelligence. There are a lot of things that are going to change law enforcement as a whole in the in the decades to come. But to say we don't need law enforcement would be like saying we don't need grocery stores. But yeah, we want anarchy. Yeah, it's a, a, you know, go go try to find food on your own. We don't need grocery stores. I think, uh, you know, people need to really uh, make responsible statements when they're in positions of uh, leadership. I remember, if you remember vividly, the mayor of Minneapolis during (laughs) George Floyd and again, to try to finish off here, when they asked him, he was a young guy, very charismatic, and they asked him at a rally, hey, do you support defunding the police? And he said no, and they were they were going to run him out of town because it wasn't a popular thing. Going back to what we were saying, you got the court of law and court of public opinion, sometimes they don't mesh. And, um, and I think uh, it's very, uh, here, here's advice a to politicians out there. When you're going to say something you truly don't believe in, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> then a lot yeah. of them would be quiet. Yeah, don't say, say it. it. I, I know you're out there uh, peddling for votes, but if you don't believe it, don't say it. It's more honorable to lose an election than to lose your integrity. Well, a lot of them don't have integrity, sadly so. so. But listen,
1: you, what do you say we, we really consider doing a, a show for, for those that are maybe trying to get into law enforcement the public obviously uh, talk about training, man. When we do a couple series on training and bring in some trainers and really talk about, you know, the importance of training, because I I know that when it's all said and done, um, that tragedy, George Floyd's death, uh, the officers, however they contributed, whether they're charged, they're you know under lesser crimes, or it turns out as you said before. A case where they're going to be charged with violating george rights civil rights uh federally um, will always come back to some level of training
0: and absolutely and, and I, a contributor and that's
1: something that you know very well
0: yeah i think i think uh you know we don't have subpoena power here on miami cop talk so we can't subpoena uh police officers are involved in training to come on the show and give their opinion and um a lot of officers are hesitant to give their opinion publicly because of again whatever backlash or whatnot and, and, and let's make it perfectly clear. Uh, we both agree that the actions in George Floyd uh, should have not gone the way they did. Uh, the, those officers did not act the way we believe they should have acted. Uh, did they murder George Floyd or not? Well, I guess the jury, our system of justice is going to determine that. Uh, uh, but from a training standpoint, we would like to bring trainers on. I know we've reached out to some that are a little hesitant at voicing their opinion um, publicly because of a uh, potential backlash. And I think that's a very sad thing when we start, um, you know, ending conversations and dialogue because people may be uh, you know, cancelled or persecuted in, in, in public places. Um, that's not what this country's about. We want to be able to uh, speak freely. I had a conversation with a very young uh, inspiring college student um, here in one of our local universities here that shall remain nameless. Um, I don't want to, you know, slam any university, but they were saying, how about hate speech and hate speech, hate speech. And I said, well, what is hate speech? And he mentioned a couple of things he didn't like. And I said, well, because you don't like it doesn't make hate speech. You know, I mean, if that were the case, then broccoli would be a hate term. So uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, hate speech is protected under our First Amendment. Uh, if you don't like it, you know, we are free to be offended in this country. And uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, we can move on. Let's agree to disagree. I mean, I, 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 uh, I don't agree in the, on the, on your hairstyle, uh, Robert, but I agree to uh, go ahead and still uh, call you my friend.
1: <laughs> Same here, brother. Same here. You know what? For me, it's, it's, we're, we're fellow Americans We we, we serve it behind the badge. We, we, I can remember many times calling for, as we'd say, down the call in South Florida, 315, I need emergency backup. The crap has hit the fan, as they say, being pinned and looking up and seeing you come to us, my backup. And I can't thank you enough. I can't thank all those here, who we here. know and don't know, because, you know, you call on the radio, people show up. I can remember that time when we were being shot at yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, one of many times, but looking up and seeing the the cavalry coming and seeing that line of.
0: Yeah. And, and you don't care when you're asking coming. for help, when you're asking for help. You don't care if it's a man, woman, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever you want help. And, and that is a brotherhood, a sisterhood. And I think that as uh, as a society, we need to start looking at the fact that um, when when you're in a situation of vulnerability, uh, you know, you can't be selective. And many times we find ourselves in society in vulnerable circumstances and we start, you know, picking sides and and that just weakens the fabric of who we are as a as a country. Yeah. And the police, first responders, the whole public sector
1: system, that's the human infrastructure government. government. Um, you
0: know, that's what we want to do is point out the value of what they do and, and put Absolutely, absolutely. I know uh, we have a new chief here in, uh, in South Florida, uh, in Miami, Art Acevedo, and he uses the term uh, relational policing, relational policing. And I think there's a lot of uh, relationship uh, issues that are, uh, need to be dealt with. Um, and I, I think, again, we need to build dialogue, and I think that's what we're trying to do here in uh, Miami Cop Talk, build a dialogue where we can go ahead and discuss issues that may be a little controversial, but you know ultimately we could agree to disagree and move forward. Um, Robert, I think uh, we've lost your video feed. You're frozen on my uh, my end, but uh, we wanna go ahead and, uh, and finish off this uh, episode. We've lost uh, Robert's feed as part of uh, modern day technology. So on behalf of Robert Asensio and myself, Raul Correa, And Miami Cop Talk. Thank you for uh, participating, listening, share uh, this uh, podcast, this uh, new experience called Miami Cop Talk with your friends. Let's try to build our audience. Let's try to get more engagement. And uh, we want to go ahead and uh, Hey, there's Robert. Robert, I was getting ready to sign off. Uh, You, I thought you were doing the mannequin challenge for a minute there, but uh, the fact of matter is uh, we lost our feed. You're back on, so we're getting ready to sign off, Robert. I wanna, I wanted to say, have our Listeners and, and uh, audience, uh, visit our website miamicoptalk.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, Miami Cop Talk. And you want to close us off, Robert? Well, no audio. All right, here we go. Let me click oh, the mic. Well,
1: wow, it here looks we like go. my my internet. This morning is um, giving me trouble. So I wanted to thank everyone for being with us and please help us row share our, our, our information, but more importantly, chime in, leave your responses.
0: You're important to this conversation. Thank you, Rob. All Take right. Care, thank way. you. Till next time.